Chapter One of The Crock of Gold by James Stevens. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The Crock of Gold, Book One The Coming of Pan, Chapter One in the centre of the pine wood called coela Duraca, there lived not long ago two philosophers they were wiser than anything else in the world except the salmon who lies in the pool of glencagny into which the nuts of knowledge fall from the hazel bush on its bank he of course is the most profound of living creatures but the two philosophers are next to him in wisdom their faces looked as though they were made of parchment there was ink under their nails and every difficulty that was submitted to them even by women they were able to instantly resolve the grey woman of dungartin and the thin woman of inishmagrath asked them the three questions which nobody had ever been able to answer and they were able to answer them that was how they obtained the enmity of these two women which is more valuable than the friendship of angels the grey woman and the thin woman were so incensed at being answered that they married the two philosophers in order to be able to pinch them in bed but the skins of the philosophers were so thick that they did not know they were being pinched they repaid the fury of the women with such tender affection that these vicious creatures almost expired of chagrin and once in a very ecstasy of exasperation after having been kissed by their husbands they uttered the fourteen hundred maledictions which comprised their wisdom and these were learned by the philosophers who thus became even wiser than before in due process of time two children were born of these marriages they were born on the same day and in the same hour and they were only different in this that one of them was a boy and the other one was a girl nobody was able to tell how this had happened and for the first time in their lives the philosophers were forced to admire an event which they had been unable to prognosticate but having proved by many different methods that the children were really children that what must be must be that a fact cannot be controverted and that what has happened once may happen twice they described the occurrence as extraordinary but not unnatural and submitted peacefully to a providence even wiser than they were the philosopher who had the boy was very well pleased because he said there were too many women in the world and the philosopher who had the girl was very pleased also because he said you cannot have too much of a good thing the grey woman and the thin woman however were not in the least softened by maternity they said that they had not bargained for it that the children were gotten under false pretenses that they were respectable married women and that as a protest against their wrongs they would not cook any more food for the philosophers this was pleasant news for their husbands who disliked the women's cooking very much but they did not say so for the women would certainly have insisted on their rights to cook had they imagined their husbands disliked the results therefore the philosophers besought their wives every day to cook one of their lovely dinners again and this the women always refused to do 
they all lived together in a small house in the very centre of a dark pine wood into this place the sun never shone because the shade was too deep and no wind ever came there either because the boughs were too thick so that it was the most solitary and quiet place in the world and the philosophers were able to hear each other thinking all day long or making speeches to each other and these were the pleasantest sounds they knew of to them there were only two kinds of sounds anywhere these were conversation and noise they liked the first very much indeed but they spoke of the second with stern disapproval and even when it was made by a bird a breeze or a shower of rain they grew angry and demanded that it should be abolished their wives seldom spoke at all and yet they were never silent they communicated with each other by a kind of physical telegraphy which they had learned among the she they cracked their finger joints quickly or slowly and so were able to communicate with each other over immense distances for by dint of long practice they could make great explosive sounds which were nearly like thunder and gentler sounds like the tapping of grey ashes on a hearthstone the thin woman hated her own child but she loved the grey woman's baby and the grey woman loved the thin woman's infant but could not abide her own a compromise may put an end to the most perplexing of situations and consequently the two women swapped children and at once became the most tender and amiable mothers imaginable and the families were able to live together in a more perfect amity than could be found anywhere else the children grew in grace and comeliness at first the little boy was short and fat and the little girl was long and thin then the little girl became round and chubby while the little boy grew lanky and wiry this was because the little girl used to sit very quiet and be good and the little boy used not they lived for many years in the deep seclusion of the pine wood wherein a perpetual twilight reigned and here they were wont to play their childish games flitting among the shadowy trees like little quick shadows at times their mothers the grey woman and the thin woman played with them but this was seldom and sometimes their fathers the two philosophers came out and looked at them through spectacles which were very round and very glassy and had immense circles of horn all round the edges they had however other playmates with whom they could romp all day long there were hundreds of rabbits running about in the brushwork they were full and fun and were very fond of playing with the children there were squirrels who joined cheerfully in their games and some goats having one day strayed in from the big world were made so welcome that they always came again whenever they got the chance there were birds also crows and blackbirds and willy wagtails who were well acquainted with the youngsters and visited them as frequently as their busy lives permitted at a short distance from their home there was a clearing in the wood about ten feet square through this clearing as through a funnel the sun for a few hours in the summer time blazed down it was the boy who first discovered the strange radiant shaft in the wood one day he had been sent out to collect pine cones for the fire as these were gathered daily the supply immediately near the house was scanty therefore he had while searching for more wandered further from his home than usual 
the first sight of the extraordinary blaze astonished him he had never seen anything like it before and the steady unwinking glare aroused his fear and curiosity equally curiosity will conquer fear even more than bravery will indeed it has led many people into dangers which mere physical courage would shudder away from for hunger and love and curiosity are the great impelling forces of life when the little boy found that the light did not move he drew closer to it and at last emboldened by curiosity he stepped right into it and found that it was not a thing at all the instant that he stepped into the light he found it was hot and this so frightened him that he jumped out of it again and ran behind a tree then he jumped into it for a moment and out of it again and for nearly half an hour he played a splendid game of tip and tig with the sunlight at last he grew quite bold and stood in it and found that it did not burn him at all but he did not like to remain in it fearing he might be cooked when he went home with the pine cones he said nothing to the grey woman of dungorkin or to the thin woman of inishmagoth or to the two philosophers but he told the little girl all about it when they went to bed and every day afterwards they used to go and play with the sunlight and the rabbits and the squirrels would follow them there and join in their games with twice the interest they had shown before End of chapter one